if you can just accept, okay, I don't like it, but like, this is what it is. This is my reality. Wow, you find peace. You find peace in acceptance. You don't have to agree, but you find the peace when you can finally just accept it. And that opens up all of this mental energy so that you can finally start receiving inspiration. So you can finally start receiving the solutions to start improving and making the situation better. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Do you know what one of the most important contributors to our overall health is? And it's something that we regulate in our body 24-7. It is known as the autonomic nervous system, which is also known as the stress response system. Now, autonomic means automatic. It's a part of the nervous system that controls your endocrine system, your hormones, your blood sugar levels, your breath rate, blood pressure, and everything that is automatic about our being. And that it also assesses and manages our body's response when our brain senses and perceives a threat. Now, that response is the stress response system. And when we feel the psychological effects of being stressed, panicked, frozen, or fear, it is running through that system and running through the hormones and the central nervous system that is controlling our body based on what our brain is perceiving. Now, this system rules many of our lives, often we are completely unaware. Our stress response system had ruled my life for well over a decade until my resilience whittled away to practically nothing. Now, I know that most of my hormonal imbalances were caused by the constant triggering of my stress response system. I know that my Hajimoto's, my autoimmune condition, was caused by too much perceived stress among other contributing factors. And I believe that we are living in a time where many of us are feeling triggered by past traumas and definitely triggered by unexpected changes in our lives. Just last month has brought a brand new level of stress and crisis for many of us, right? As we're entering into the fall and winter season, the elections, I mean, everything that's going on, I feel like everyone is a little bit more on edge. And it can be hard to figure out how to navigate and stay calm during a time where there's a lot of unknown, especially what the holidays are going to look like or what is this pandemic going to look like? All these major shifts and changes that are happening to us, sometimes on a day-to-day basis. Even harder is to accept the changes that are taking place in our family, maybe where we live, how our kids are going to school, how travel looks like for each and every one of us. Just to name a few things that I feel that are a bit out of our control at this moment. I mean, I know that we're not planning a lot of things because we just don't know what to expect. But I do want you to know that you do not have to go it alone. And there are some really great resources and tools to help you navigate even what feels like the unnavigatable. Today, I want to deepen this conversation because I think it's important that we keep having this conversation around how we manage stress and cope to stay calm. So I invited a fellow stress expert and crisis expert, Nicole Mixdorf. She and I will be sharing our best tools and resources to support you during times where you may be feeling overwhelmed with all of it 
or when you feel like your perceived stress is at an all-time high. Also, we're going to show share with you how to navigate change, especially if it's change that you didn't ask for or it's not on your terms. Like I have several friends who lived in New York City. I would say dozens of friends that lived in New York City and now they have all moved. And it wasn't necessarily on their terms, right? They felt like they had to leave the city. Um, some bought houses, some moved to places they've been wanting to. And so in a sense, it shifted to things that felt a little bit more like on their terms. But had the pandemic never happened, they never would have moved in the first place. So definitely there are instances in our life right now that don't always feel like they're on our terms. And that level of change can doesn't always feel that comfortable. Now, we want to set you up for success, whether you are aware that you are dealing with physiological stress, and we want to make sure that you can instantly change your state and feel relaxed. So whether you recognize you're feeling stressed or not, there's going to be strategies that we're going to implement that you can just do occasionally throughout the day that can literally move you from that stress state to a relaxed state. And that has massive health repercussions in a positive direction. And if we can constantly reset the stress response system, whether we know we're stressed or not, that ultimately contributes to our overall health and well-being. Now, before I bring Nicole on, I want to quickly share a resource that I've created for you that I have a feeling you are going to love, whether you know you're feeling like stress is taking a toll on your body or not. So one of the things that I've used over the years to shift myself from a stressaholic state to a relaxed state in less than 30 seconds is using my breath with the power of essential oils. Now, you know I love essential oils. And one of the reasons why I fell in love with essential oils was their stress busting capacity. Now, I also love that Nicole is a major fan of oils and deep breath as well. And we're going to be sharing a little bit about that in our conversation during the interview. But in the meantime, I compiled my best stress and hormone game-changing essential oil blends to use at a moment's notice. Basically, anytime you're feeling stressed, irritated, overwhelmed, fatigued, or even hangry, which I feel is a stressed state in its own right, you can whip up one of these blends and you can grab it. I like it. I like them in rollers. Roll it over your palm. Take three to five deep belly breaths where your inhale is six a six count. Your exhale is an eight count. And just watch that stress completely melt away. Literally 30 seconds, maybe 30 to 60 seconds max. Now I'm going to have this incredible little cheat sheet for you. It's called my Stress and Hormone Essential Oil Cheat Sheet for episode 245. That's what today's episode is. And you can just go grab it, download it, whip up a blend. The blends are super easy to make. And as long as you have it in your purse or in your car, wherever you're at, you always have an instant stress busting remedy at your fingertips. And to me, that is empowered living. Now, Now that you have this beautiful instant access to my best stress supporting blends, I want to welcome Nicole onto the show. But before I do, I want to quickly sing her praises. Nicole Mixdorf is the Chief Wellness Office of Balance by Nature and was recently awarded the most influential women in corporate wellness services in the U.S. of 2020. She also awarded one of the top 100 healthcare leaders in the world, in 2020 by the International Forum of Advancement in Healthcare. So when it comes to corporations and organizations looking for a wellness expert, a crisis expert, and a stress expert, Nicole is your girl. 
So let's welcome Nicole to the show. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Nicole Mixdorf. How are you doing today, girl? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here with you. Me too, because we are talking about a topic we could all benefit from right now, like right now. And that is how to embrace change and, girl, here's the kicker, stay calm during times of crisis. And I would have to say that we are living in some unprecedented times right now. So before we kick off all of that in really setting us up for success, I would love to know kind of what was the impetus or that defining moment for you when you knew you wanted to dive into understanding how to support people and really help them navigate during times of crisis? Because this is just one of many crises that are going to happen in people's lives. And people may be having more than one crisis, right? It's just kind of the way that life can just kind of be dealt to us. Totally. Yeah. And I've been through a lot of storms, so I totally understand. You know, it really comes back to how I started my business. Before I started my wellness company, I worked in the corporate world and I was working for this big global firm and I worked my way up the ladder to be an executive director, um, managing a big international sales team. And I got to travel all over the world and it was a lot of fun and I was successful in all of the things that like ticked all the boxes, right? But it was really stressful, just like everybody's job is really stressful in one way or another. It doesn't even matter what you do. But then I had a situation come up in my life where my dad got sick with cancer. And all of a sudden, I not only had stress in my home life, I mean, in my work life, but I had it in my home life as well. And when the stress was really coming at me from all sides, it eventually started making me physically sick. And I developed an autoimmune condition. I started having bleeding ulcers. And girl, let me tell you, when you do not feel well, it literally makes everything in your life so much harder, just so much harder. You can't give 100% of your energy or attention to anything. And I did what every good corporate professional does who has no time to slow down, which is to just keep going, pop a few pills and hope the problem goes away. But, you know, that wasn't sustainable and it didn't work. And after about a year of going like this, it eventually got to the point where the health condition degraded to not allowing me to lead a meeting. And it started affecting my ability to do my job and impacting my quality of life. And I was literally left with no other option but to take some time off work to heal my body. And when I finally did do that and I started focusing on my own self-care and removed myself from a big source of stress in my life, the most miraculous thing happened. All my symptoms, poof, disappeared. And for me, that was this like amazing aha moment that I had that I said, wow, you know, you can exercise, you can eat healthy, you can have the healthy lifestyle. But if you have so much stress and so much intensity in your life, it's like none of the rest even matters. You know, and I realized my story wasn't unique because all my colleagues were suffering too, but in their own unique way, because stress affects everybody so differently. For some people, it comes out in your digestion. For other people, it's the headaches. For some people, it's insomnia or anxiety or depression or weight gain or autoimmune issues or heart, high blood pressure or whatever. And the truth, I mean, and the truth is, is that the majority of people 
are already dealing with at least one of those issues, right? And they don't even realize that stress is really the underlying trigger that is, that's causing it. And so that's really what inspired me to leave my corporate career behind and start a wellness business because I was really passionate about wanting to help other people, about teaching other people how to create more balance in their life so they can continue doing the things that they love, so they can continue pushing themselves at a high level, but in a sustainable way that's not going to leave them feeling burnt out and sick. Mm. Well, this is the right audience to have that conversation today. You know, I I call stress one of the most insidious root causes because so often we don't feel it when it's there, you know, And, and we just, we do the thing, like you said, we just push through it, you know, push through whatever the thing, the workload or the obligation load is. And um, I used to be a, a stressaholic, and I, I've confessed this on the show. I have a whole, a whole a whole episode on it, where I actually thought that stress was my slight edge. Uh, it was my, it was the extra little something, something I could pull out of my pocket, you know, when I needed to kick into like a high gear, and you know, you can only go that way that long for so long until you completely crash and burn, right? And so I'm so grateful that we're having this conversation because it's insidious in the sense that I personally think it's an intangible. You know, there's things that we can see and shift like, oh, we've got a gut thing, we can fix the gut thing, or we got this thing, we can do this thing. You know, we can we can move these levers. But um, when it comes to stress and trauma, it's not easy to see. What's so fascinating about your story in particular is that I don't know if you had noticed that you had all this stress at the time. What and if you did or you didn't, the choice was at the time to keep pushing forward, you know, despite what was going on. And as we all know, that never that never pans out well for for any of us. And I think that there's so many women listening to this right now who have made the decision that it doesn't matter. They're going to just keep pushing through. And I really want the lesson to be or the kind of like the conversation to to be is that you can only go so, so long that way, you know, before before you really like the wheels really, truly fall off. And then you're going to have to be you're going to have to take the time off. You're going to be forced to actually deal with it. And ideally, we do it sooner because when you're actually forced to deal with it, it's definitely not in the best place. No. A hundred percent. You know, when you burn the candle from both ends, eventually it's it's going to come back, you know, and my biggest concern, especially about everything that's happening right now and the intensity of this moment that we're in, we have multiple crises happening all at the same time. And the intensity level that people are dealing with is so high. You know, people are working from home. They've got their kids home. They're trying to juggle. How do I work from home and deal with homeschooling my kids? And then you've got people who live alone and they're dealing with isolation. We've got all the fear coming up about the pandemic. We have this contentious election that's been riling everybody up and taking us all on this roller coaster ride of emotions. And, you know, when we're all dealing with so much of that intensity, I feel like we've been in this pandemic for what, like seven months-ish right now. And we've just been dealing, like we've been kind of coping. But my concern is what is going to happen in the next six months? I feel like people have really been able to just kind of like they're pushing through it right now, but without the right tools, without the right 
strategy to let some of that intensity go and to create that balance, my worry is what's going to happen in six months from now, you know, when that candle is totally burned out. So there's a huge opportunity, I think, for people to kind of look within and use this as an amazing time to do a lot of healing, to do a lot of healing for themselves. Mm -hmm. I love the reframe, you know, that we can look at this in a very different way. This is really a great time to do a lot of healing. Let's talk a little bit about kind of what that looks like, because I know that right now, one of the biggest, like a big report that came out is that dentists are seeing people basically just grind their teeth out, you know? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So we're starting to see what I consider to be like the typical manifestations of stress. But then there's these not so obvious manifestations of stress and like that, that horrible jaw pain or you're, or you're literally cracking your teeth and they're seeing an uptick in these things more than they'd ever seen before. So you really speaking into the intensity of what people are dealing with. We're even seeing it in the dental offices. Yeah. I'm not surprised. It makes a lot of sense, you know, because you do these, you fall into these little habits when you feel anxious for some people, it's like picking at their fingers or biting their nails or, you know, grinding your teeth or whatever it is, you know, but, but it's unconscious. You're just doing it because you're feeling, we're all just kind of feeling this intensity of the moment. And if you don't know what to do to shake that off, your body's going to find a different way to, to move that energy around mm -hmm. in an unhealthy way. So true. Okay. So let's talk about navigating that healing journey, because let's just say, Nicole, you and I believe that it's a non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. That it has to happen, that we got to do something different. What are some of the tools that we can begin? And okay, and this is, I'm going to give you an analogy. Let's say I am, I am every woman. I'm, I was you, um, you know, or I was me. And listening to this conversation today, and I'm thinking to, in the back of my head, oh, yeah, great. This is wonderful, whatever. Like, I don't have time. And this used to literally be my talk track girl. I don't have time. I don't have time for this. How do we reframe that? Yeah, definitely. That is huge because everybody deals with it. Even I deal with it. You know, we're all busy. We all have so much on our plates right now. So the idea of how do I fit self-care in, it's like just one more thing that you just don't make time for. So what I love to do is incorporate some good self-care tools into your day-to-day -day activity that you're already doing. You know, but when we're talking about stress in particular, one of the things that I think is really important is to start identifying when your body is actually in the stress response. So when we get stressed, when we perceive a threat, you know, a dog is barking at us, you know, our hypothalamus starts sending out these alarm system bells throughout our entire body and our adrenal glands start secreting these stress hormones. You know, it's the, it's the adrenaline, it's the cortisol, and all of that is great because it gets us ready to fight or flight. You know, if, if we've got to run away from a tiger or a barking dog, that's great. But the problem is our stress comes from reading our social media feed or getting too many emails or turning on the news and our body is responding in the exact same way as if we're being attacked, you know, physically. And, you know, when these, when these hormones are being secreted in our body, it's doing a lot of different things. It starts raising our heart, our heart rate. It starts increasing our blood pressure. It starts increasing the amount of glucose being secreted in the blood because our bodies are fueled by sugar. And if we have to run and get out of somewhere, we need the fuel to be able to do that. 
right? It also starts shutting down our non-essential body functions. So things like your immune system, your digestive system, your reproductive system, your growth process, all of those things, it starts reducing your serotonin, which is what makes you happy. So in the short term, it's okay. But in the long run, when we're dealing with chronic stress, which is what we're talking about right now, that we're all feeling it like all day long, that is attacking literally every system in your body. And whatever is the weakest is the way that it's going to show up and manifest for you. So what we really want to do is identify, become more aware of when our bodies are actually in the stress response. So start paying attention to how you feel and start noticing the cues that your body is giving you. For example, do you notice while you're working that you're starting to like clench in your jaw? Are you feeling that? Do you notice that you're starting to like tighten up in your shoulders? Are you feeling this like little pit and, you know, your stomach is starting to feel like it's in knots or like you're starting to, you know, have a short temper. You're just starting to feel overwhelmed. Any of those moments where we're feeling like overwhelmed and you're like, ah, you just know that your body's in the stress response in that moment. So you have this amazing opportunity to number one, build awareness and say, okay, now this is the moment that I need to stop what I'm doing and take a break for a second. So move away from whatever you're doing. If you're working, get up, walk away. But the easiest trick is to do some deep breathing. Some deep breathing is the fastest way to shut off the body's stress response. So when we breathe normally throughout the day, we're only taking these very shallow little breaths. We don't even think about our breathing. It's just an automatic process, right? But when I take a full deep breath, like I'm filling my lungs up all the way. I'm bringing 70% more oxygen into my body. And what that does is it starts to allow the blood to circulate faster, which means our heart doesn't have to pump as hard. So it naturally starts to lower the heart rate, it naturally starts to lower the blood pressure. It takes us out of the fight or flight stress response and elicits the calming response in the body. And the amazing thing is that it only takes three deep breaths. That's it. It takes three deep breaths to shut off the body's stress response. So I would love to just lead your group in taking three deep breaths. Let's just let's just take three deep breaths together because I'm, I'm sure every single person listening could probably benefit from a deep breath. So just wherever you're listening from, just sit up tall in your chair. Just put both of your feet flat on the ground, close your eyes for a moment, and let's take a slow deep breath in through your nose from filling the lungs up all the way. Allowing the ribs to expand, hold your breath for a quick moment and slowly exhale it out. Slightly contract your belly at the end. Take another deep breath in. And hold and slowly exhale it out. And we're just gonna do one last one, breathe in. And hold. And exhale. And that's it. And then when you're ready, you just open your eyes. And I don't know about you, but like, I just already feel just so much more grounded, peaceful, centered. It's like amazing how quickly it can just shift something just in that moment where you notice something's happening to just calm it down. Hmm. And I love the simplicity of it because even if you say you don't have time, you 100% have time to take deep, three deep breaths to switch the tracks 
of your of your stress response system and to change your state because we're in that state that we've got to get out of. Yes, absolutely. And another like key thing that I always suggest to you is creating a positive morning ritual for yourself because how you start your day sets the tone for your whole day experience. And that basically sets the tone for your entire life experience too. So instead of reaching for your phone first thing in the morning, which only is going to set you in the stress response because there's nothing good on there, you know, and you don't need to, you don't need to be affected by everything out in the world. The second you open your eyes, right. You know, start your day with something positive. I actually turn my entire morning routine into a gratitude practice, you know, and that doesn't take any extra time. I just wake up and I'm like, thank you for this warm bed. I get to sleep in as I go and take a shower. I think as I turn on the water, thank you for this hot, clean water that comes out of my shower. Hour. Do you know how many people around the world don't have that? Like that's a miracle, you know? And I think, thank you for this food in my refrigerator as I'm making my breakfast. So you can kind of like even shift your mindset, just doing the things that you're already doing, but just changing what you're thinking about as you're doing it. So it doesn't have to take any extra time. Hmm. Are there other things that you love in your morning ritual as well? I mean, gratitude is so powerful and it really does just shift everything for us. But I didn't know if you had other ones that you absolutely love. Yeah, definitely. I have a lot of different things depending on what I do in the morning. So I love starting my morning out with essential oils as well. That always just like gets me going. Depending on how I'm feeling, um, I'll take a little bit of peppermint. If I'm tired, I'll take a little bit of peppermint. And before I turn on my shower, I'll just drop some drops of it around the edges of my shower. And then when I turn the water on, it basically turns my entire shower into a giant diffuser. And so that just wakes you up. It opens up all of your senses. It just like, it's very invigorating. Orange or any other citrus oils are really great for that because they're mood lifters. So you could put a little bit of orange or um, grapefruit or lemon or anything like that. And it's just going to make you feel happy. They're kind of, we call them like happy oils for sure. Those are really great things too. And then other things that I like to do first thing in the morning is to just be really intentional with how I want to start my day. You know, I'll ask myself questions like, who do I want to be today? And what do I want to give? And what do I want to receive today? You know, I love just thinking about that. You know, do what does the best version of me look like? And how do I want to show up for myself today? It's kind of like setting that tone. And I can do all of that in five minutes. You know, I mean, obviously movement is great. Meditation is fantastic. You know, you can wake up and just do some deep breathing exercises, even if it's five minutes or just step outside and drink your cup of coffee and just savor the flavor of it while you're looking at the trees and listening to the birds sing. You know, it doesn't have to take a long time, even just five minutes, you know, can have a huge impact on your psyche and how you feel for the rest of the day. Oh, I 100% agree. And I think if there is a time in your day where it can truly be yours before anyone else's, it's the morning. You know, if you have to just wake up a little bit earlier than everyone else, you know, and everything that everything that you mentioned is so easy. My favorite oil to start the day is wild orange because it's known as the oil of abundance and it just shifts the tone for everything. I have actually two morning rituals. I have my what I call the Bentley morning ritual. And then I've got like my non-negotiable morning ritual. And some days are Bentley days and some days are not. 
I love that. What's your Bentley day look like? So my Bentley day starts with that little wild orange oil. It kind of sets the tone for the day. I head over to the couch. I have a 10-minute meditation on my on my phone. But first, I start with my gratitude journaling. So kind of and setting the tone for the day there. Once I do my journaling, I do the meditation. Um, which is about 10 minutes. And then once I do, once I finish that meditation, I have a, I do a one to two minute breath ritual to kind of like just really sink it in. Then in terms of nourishing, I will go and make a little matcha latte with cinnamon. I love matcha. And I will take a walk outside, like a little five minute walk outside. So that's my, it's typically my Bentley but my non-negotiable is the gratitude journaling, the essential oil, because it's the first thing I grab in the morning anyway. And if I can't get the meditation in during the daytime or in the morning time, I'll do it later on that day. Good girl. I love that. Those are all amazing things. It makes a huge difference, especially I ta- I tell this to so many people and I have them create a new morning routine. And when I follow up with them and they tell me what they changed, it's like, a whole new day. It is a whole new day for people when you can just incorporate these small little things and they don't have to take time. I love it. Absolutely. It sure beats looking at like CNN or looking at your emails totally, or looking at any of that. It's, and especially when it's emails or text messages, it's always someone else's agenda. Yeah, that's exactly it. It is not your, believe me, someone's about to send you on an errand. Yes. <laughs> A hundred percent. It's like, they're trying to impact how you're starting your day. And it's like, no, 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 no. You need to kind of make it sacred time. Like you said, you're non-negotiable. And I love that you have the two levels because let's face it, like we all have good intentions, but sometimes we don't, you know, things, life happens, right? We don't have time to do the Bentley every day, but I love that you have the non-negotiable, you know, version, the smaller version that no matter what is happening, I can always do this. And it just sets that positive tone. Yeah. And like today, cause we have, we have these gorgeous ocean views today. I had the, it was just beautiful day. It was perfectly clear. And then I have this beautiful little fireplace in my living room too. So I was in like, I was on my couch. I was in my pajamas. I had my little journal with me. I had my little fireplace going. I had a diffuser running in the back because I was like, you know what? I want to create this epic experience, like this, this um, not only visual experience, but I want to feel it. I want to smell it, you know? And so I was just reveling in my, because my day started late, um, like my, in terms of my schedules. And so I was like, I'm going to just soak this up. And right now this baby ain't here yet. (laughs) (laughs) Girl, enjoy it now. I am really soaking it up. I was like settling into my little couch and my little blanket. It was so nice. And it felt so good too, because I knew I had five interviews on the docket today and and I knew I had to get like super clear, you know, and um, having that, it was about, it took me about 25, 30 minutes, but having that and, and the ritual of creating it, making it this, per, this moment for just for me made it ever the more potent. And maybe that's only on a Sunday for some people, like the full kind of, I'm going to do me. But even that, you know, maybe it's once only every couple of weeks where you get the full thing. You know, but it's so important, just like you're saying, and especially for moms that are out there who like 
give and give and give as a mom we just give and give and give and give and give you give to your spouse you give to your kids you give 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 i mean i used to have a long morning routine until my kids were born and then all of a sudden i was being woken up by having to nurse a baby you know and then like my morning routine flew out the window but you kind of have to rearrange it and like you said sometimes it's literally just waking up like 10 minutes earlier or something like that but you know even as a mom, I think it's so important to even connect with your partner and say, you know what, like, how about I deal with the kids for an hour on Saturday morning. So you can have like an hour to yourself to go do something for you. And then you take the kids for an hour on Sunday morning. So I can have, you know, that little time for me or like trade off, or maybe it's an evening or whatever, but having that time, you know, to give back to each other is just so key for sure. I love it. These are all the things that I I talk about all the time, like just having that morning ritual, recognizing when you're in a stress state, how to move yourself out of that state, like so, so critical. And, you know, being able to navigate, being able to stay, stay calm throughout the day. The other thing I know that we're going to talk about, too, is really embracing change and how some people, maybe a lot more than some, are not a fan. Yeah, um, change sure. is not easy, right? It, change can be so challenging. Speak to me on how definitely crisis brings change. You know, that's oftentimes the situation that that happens there. But how? And, and I, I honestly think the only thing that is a guarantee is that things are changing all the time. Goodness knows, none of us saw this coming in 2020. Oh no. <laughs> a lot of change there, and a lot of probably very uncomfortable change, like we talked about people having to work from home for the first time and then not having childcare or not being able to put their kids in school, like lots of massive change. How can we learn to embrace change? Definitely. This, this is coming up a lot right now. And you know, the issue about change is there's two kinds of change. We have planned changes and we have unplanned changes. The planned changes are the fun ones. Those are the ones that you're like, I want something bigger, better, whatever for my life, and I'm going to work towards something. And you're excited about it, right? That's the easy kind of change. The challenging kind of change, the kind that we find ourselves in dealing with a lot right now are the unplanned changes, things that life just throws your way that you're not expecting, that you don't particularly want either. And the reason that it's so hard for people is because change brings up a lot of fear. You know, change triggers a lot of fears that we have because we we get into these patterns, we get into these routines, whether we like our current routine or not, it's familiar. And there's comfort in the familiar, right? And when our familiar gets thrown out of whack, it just leaves us feeling very unsettled, right? And we don't we don't know how to respond to it. It sets us in the stress response. And we're also dealing with a lot of fear and we're worrying a lot about what's going to happen you know, fear comes up and we want to run from it the moment it reaches its ugly head because we don't, we don't want to deal with it. We don't want to face it. And it's really challenging for a lot of people. So we really have to create like a mindset shift about it and recognize that the fears usually come up as a way to protect us. You know, something is coming up to protect us from what we perceive as a threat right? That it's a perceived threat that we don't want to have in our lives. But if we can instead, you know, instead of thinking about this change as taking us somewhere bad, 
let's think about what are the opportunities that are in front of us right now. And that's how I usually like to look at every single challenge that gets thrown my way. I say, okay, what is the message that I'm supposed to receive right now from this? What is the opportunity in this challenge? What can I learn from this situation? How can I grow? How can I make myself better for having experienced this? You know, in this time that we find ourselves in right now, where everything is being shaken to its core, I feel like we have this incredible opportunity to use this as a time of reflection to kind of go within and really like reevaluate all these different areas of our life. You know, the things that are thrown out of whack, like my son is normally in school and now he's not. And I have to juggle, you know, figuring out how to do virtual kindergarten. <laughs> kindergarten is impossible to do virtually. Let me just say it's so hard. It's so, so hard. He doesn't want to do it. It's just like a battle. He can't do it by himself. So someone has to be with him, but someone has to be with my two-year-old as well. And so even when the nanny's here, one of us still has to take time out of the day to like be with him. And so I decided, how am I going to reframe this? How am I going to reframe this? Instead of looking at this as just a complete burden, I'm starting to say, well, what are the positives that can come out of the situation? And when I get to spend a lot more time with him, you know, we're getting this opportunity to have more time together. So how can I mindfully use that time in a better way instead of like allowing it to frustrate me and allow that fear to like come up? How can I look at this in a dip through a different lens, right? How can I find those opportunities to like connect? And maybe there's opportunities to connect with other people, right? Because fear has two meanings. You can either forget everything and run. Or you can face everything and rise, right? And some of the greatest things in your life are on the other side of fear. You know, what can we, how can we break through that so that we can improve our lives? So it's kind of like shifting your mindset to expect that instead of this taking us somewhere worse, it's going to actually take us somewhere better. You know, maybe all of this change that's happening right now that we're feeling this discomfort is actually coming so that we can overcome all of this. Like how awesome and how empowering of an idea is that, that all of this shakeup is happening to make us all stronger, to make us all become better versions of ourselves. It's like the old way of doing things starts to fall away so that we can embrace this new, better way of doing things. You know, that's gonna be more sustainable. So it's about like letting go of the resistance because the suffering happens when we resist the change. You know, when we resist it, it's like you're stuck in this and you're like, oh, I bet I hate it and I hate it and I hate it. And you're spending all this time just hating it and you're wasting all this mental energy in the struggle and the fight against it. If you can just accept, okay, I don't like it, but like, this is what it is. This is my reality. Wow, you find peace. You find peace in acceptance. You don't have to agree, but you find the peace when you can finally just accept it. And that opens up all of this mental energy so that you can finally start receiving inspiration. So you can finally start receiving the solutions to start improving and making the situation better. I love that reframe. Do you ever recommend, you know, as, as, as someone is looking at something and it's just, it's not what they wanted, it doesn't feel very fair, and there's a lot of resistance. 
Do you ever recommend that someone maybe journal through and see like what the resistance is or, you know, where is this resistance coming from? Yes, absolutely. You know, you can meditate on it. You can journal it. Journaling is so amazing, especially if you free write it. You can just ask, you can put just one question at the top of your page that says, what am I resisting right now? What am, what am I resisting right now? And just take your pen out and just start to write. Don't think about it. Just start to write and free write and just see what comes out. You'll be amazed. Something profound is always going to come out of that. You know, I always like to, like, I'll meditate on something and I'll just sit and I'll say, okay, what is the message I'm supposed to be receiving from this? What's the message? And I put it out with a real intention of wanting the answer. And then I just let the question go. I let it go take a few more deep breaths and I move on. But guess what? I come back to it every day. The next day I'll come back to the same question. If I have a burning question about anything, you come back to it again the next day. What's the message? The next day, what's the message? Or what is the area of resistance? What am I resisting? What am I resisting? If you don't know what it is, I promise you within a week, you will start getting inspired. Like the answers will start to flow to you. You'll get You know, someone will say something that just resonates with you. An idea will just come to you. This moment of inspiration will happen. The right opportunity just comes into your life. The right introduction, just something will come up where the answers will flow. It's just a matter of putting the questions out there. What are our intentions of what we want to know? So it's really using this time to get curious, to really get curious and start like really figuring out like, what is it that I'm feeling? You know, what is the emotion that I'm feeling and label it? Is it fear? Where do I feel it in my body? And really like tap into that and like, just instead of running from it, just sit with it. Just sit with whatever you're feeling. Is it fear? Is it, do you feel it in your stomach? You know, is it a, is, is it a tightening in your chest? And just like, just get curious about it and just sit with it. And if you kind of sit with it, you might, it might bring up that it was triggering some kind of like old trauma, you know, from the past that maybe you hadn't even thought of in like so long, something that you just buried deep in there and have been running away from, you know, you can finally kind of tap into something. And if you can finally tap into it and you'll be amazed, like you might start crying, you might start laughing, you might start screaming, you know, you might start whatever, you might start just shaking and dancing, but get it out of your body. If you could tap into something and just cry it out until you have no more tears. Oh my God, girl, that is the greatest feeling when you're done. It's like you were able to move something that was in there and get it up and out and shake it all off. It's liberating. Hmm. 100% agree. I love all this, the reframe and the figuring out, the moving that energy and stepping into something just with a very different perspective. That surrender is so critical. Yes. Yes. Acceptance. Like so much peace comes with that. And it's hard. I mean, like, I don't know if you can see this. I have this, this is my practice right now. It's let go, let go. This is my practice right now. It's my practices of letting go, letting go of my need to control everything, letting go of my need to control the process, letting go of my need to have, to have things have to go a certain way. And instead just releasing my intentions out with the faith that I'm going, I know where I'm going to get to. And whatever is coming my way, is just on the path. Like I'm trusting that the opportunities that are coming my way are things I'm supposed to say yes to if it feels good. And the things, the opportunities that come that 
when I think about it, it doesn't feel good, then those are things I'm supposed to say no to. And when I think that I'm on the right path and something happens and it just, you know, makes me have to stop, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to get where I have to go. It just means that I need to take a turn and I'm just starting to carve a new way to get to the same place or maybe to get even somewhere better, right? So, so much of it and so much of our mindset is about our expectations. It's about our expectations and what we expect to happen. And if you can shift away from worst case scenarios and start breaking those down, breaking those fears away is by thinking, okay, like if I think, let's say in the pandemic, my fear is like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get sick. My family's going to get sick. Then you ask yourself, you've identified exactly what the fear is. You ask yourself, is it possible? Is it possible that there could be a different outcome? Is it possible? And then you start thinking, okay, well, well, maybe it's possible. As soon as you can insert a possibility that what you were believing wasn't 100% true, you start breaking it away. And then all of a sudden you can then shift to, okay, well, what would my best case outcome look like? You know, and then you can start thinking, okay, well, if I could have it turn out any way I wanted to, what does that look like? And you can start envisioning the best case scenario instead of the worst case scenario. And you've totally turned it around. Hmm. I love that. So true. So, so powerful. Nicole, I, I love that you've helped us not only reframe how to move through the stress response system, how to shift our state, and how to set ourselves up for success with self-care every single day, which I think is such a non-negotiable, you know, especially with, you know, things are coming one way or the other. If we can have the right little habits in place, they're so, so credible and so, so big. And then, you know, how we can surrender and, and look at resistance and ask ourselves the right questions and um, really kind of get into the deeper root of what's going on with us. I mean, that gives us so much, so much clarity. I love that. Now, Nicole, where can we get more of you? I know that you've got a full blueprint on how to create this for, for, for anyone who's really ready to make that shift. Yeah, definitely. Well, I will share a link with you that you can share with your group so they can download their blueprint for a balanced life, which is how to structure your day for success. You can always find us on our website, which is balancedbynature.com. You can definitely find us on Facebook. We've got our Facebook page of Balanced by Nature. And I'm most active on LinkedIn personally. So you are welcome to come find me, Nicole Mixdorf, on LinkedIn. And I'd love to continue the conversation. Love it. Well, thank you so much, my dear, for jumping on today and sharing your brilliance. Goodness knows we need a dose of that today in particular. And I am just just so grateful you joined me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. The pleasure was all mine. What I know for sure, life is going to be different moving forward. Goodness knows it's been different for many of us already. And I want you to think about how life can be different for you in a very positive way. When has burnout and worrying ever served any of us? I would say never, because it never served me. Right now, we have a unique opportunity to go inward and change the internal dialogue, to change our mindset, to really embrace the change. And we get to decide if this is happening to us or happening for us. And I want to say it's happening for us. There's always a silver lining one way or the other. We always have a choice in this. And we get to choose today, like literally right now. 
Are we going to live in fear and anxiety and let it take over us? Are we going to pull our, pull our best tools out and our best resources to get grounded, to reduce the stress levels, and to just let go, right? To surrender to some of the things that are happening. Now, one of the tools that I want to recommend to you is Nicole's Blueprint for a Balanced Life. It's the exact framework that she has used to create balance in her life no matter what crisis has come up. And you will find it in the show notes for this episode 245. Also, be sure to grab the Stress and Hormone EO Cheat Sheet that I created because these are instant wins. I mean, we're talking about going from crazy overwhelmed to relaxed in 30 seconds. I mean, honestly, that has such a big win for every one of us, especially as we navigate this time. Any little tool that we can get our hands on, I think is a great tool for each and every one of us to use. Now, that'll also be in the show notes as well to go grab, make up your little blend and have it with you on the go. And I just want to say thank you so much for stopping by and listening into the Essentially You podcast. On the next episode, I am jumping back in to share my top 10 simple hacks for coping with holiday eating and holiday stress. Because let's be honest, the holidays bring a next level of everything, especially these holidays, because I know it looks different for so many people. It's definitely looking different for us as I'm gearing up to have this baby between Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's just a very different way of navigating. So I completely understand And sometimes we just need a couple little hacks to get us through this, what is a gorgeous time of the year, but also a very different time this year. So check out this next episode this coming Friday. I will be sharing my best hacks and hopefully setting you up for great success for this holiday season. 